another episode i am sticks i am here with my co-host and best friend Dilo, and we are pardon my wisdom we got some really good topics today a couple of updates for some topics but we got some really good topics today but first before we get into the episode please go ahead and hit that like button subscribe up it's free don't cost you no money let's go ahead and support the channel yep. what we got today Dilo? yeah on the topics for our topic today as you mentioned some updates will update the email doka scandal in Boston, talk about NIL issues and Coach Prime and his interview with EYL, Earn Your Leisure, if you're not familiar. And then we'll talk about Tua Tungavaloa's head injury and how that was handled. So should be some some good topics to talk about today. For sure, man. For sure, man. Before we get into that, though, man, how was your week, bro? How was everything going on? What you got going on, man? So the week was that it ended kind of kind of weird just because we were in place because of Hurricane Ian. Uh, um, so I was getting a bunch right. of little rain and tropical storms rolling through here. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's also the first week of October and everybody in this household loves the Halloween fall season. But me, I don't like <laughs> Halloween. So like I'm kind of like the Scrooge of Halloween right now. But, uh, there, you know, everything's good. Oh, as always, no complaints from this. And what about you, man? How, how's everything for you? Man, How was your week? Everything is cool, man. You know, the week was, you know, pretty cool. Last week of the month for, as far as sales and everything. So I was just grinding in that aspect. Uh, Sam was sick this weekend, so I didn't get a chance to see her. But she's recovering. She's good. She ain't had COVID or nothing like that. But she just had a little stomach bug. She just kind of stayed the rest of the crib. So I kind of been on my own this weekend. Just, you know, of course, working on the podcast, doing my streaming thing and gaming and stuff like that. So now we here, man. But the week was good, man. The week, like I said, it it, it ended in and on the fast pace because of the sales. But other than that, we we, we chilling, man. We chilling. Yeah. So, are you uh you like Halloween? You get into the festive festivities of Halloween and whatnot? I'm like I'm like you, bro. I'm like yeah. You, bro. I don't I don't care. I mean, I kind of yeah. get into the the Christmas season, but the Holiday yep. season and the fall season, eh, the pumpkin yeah, spice yeah. and all that. Eh, no, hold, okay. <laughs> now, now I like pumpkin spice and, and all that. <laughs> I like that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, but okay, I just don't. Okay. I don't like. I don't like Halloween. It was kind of inherited from my mom. She doesn't like Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like Halloween. She don't like cats. I don't like cats. And it's like the opposite for my daughter and my wife. Mm-hmm. My son, he's obviously too young to really know right now. But if he hangs around his mom long enough, he's going to like Halloween too. Yeah. So sure. I'm going to be sure. the only one in the house that's like, all right, y'all have right. at it. Yeah. Y'all, excuse me. Y'all go chill, but not nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, the, to the holiday season. Well, not the holiday season, but the fall, Halloween The fall season. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got nothing decorated. I don't I don't care, bro. I don't yeah, care. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Listen, my whole yard is going to be full of Halloween stuff. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, man, let's see. Let's get right into it. So part two of the Ime Doka scandal, more information has come out to kind of bring some clarity to it if you can say that but it's still a mm-hmm. bit foggy of what actually go has gone on and if boston has been transparent with why he was actually suspended so um this week the boston or more news comes out about M- email doka and 
I want to say the woman that's involved is is more clear now. Um, also, how the scandal came about um, <laughs> and, and how it was discovered. And then uh, also what was once being said to be consensual, was it really consensual? Mm. Sticks, what's up, man? Well, so it's still, Boston is still handling this the wrong way. They're still um. like holding a lot of information in and it's still like being real, like behind the scenes and in the shadows with all this information. It don't make no sense to me because people are always going to speculate. And if they were so upset about, you know, if 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 um, Brad Stevens was so upset last week about people putting the women involved and who it was and who it wasn't, is that the third? Then just go ahead and just bring the information out. Like, why are you piecemailing all of this information to the people? It don't make no sense to me. But for the people who don't know, and me, me and D-Lo are actually at odds on something right now. Like, I still <laughs> think, and it, that's weird. For this this is a this is a PMW first. Yeah, and me and him ain't really on the same page, but. I still think the relationship was consensual. He was just saying some wild shit. So, <laughs> so what, yeah, yeah, what, what yeah, do you yeah. what do you think, I'm, bro? What do you think? I'm not saying it was still. I'm not saying it was not consensual. I'm just saying, now knowing what we know about the crude language that he used, mm-hmm. and then the relationship to come about after that is kind of weird um because the articles you read some of the articles it says he used his power over her to you know kind of will her into that into, <laughs> into that um into that relationship mm-hmm. so it's just it now it's up in the air to me i still don't i still don't like think he should be the only one that's suspended agreed on that for sure but it's um Again, it it brought some clarity to the situation of why he was suspended the way he was, but still it's a bit unclear as to how all this really transpired and what really happened for him to have the suspension that he's had he has right now in place. And then there's some other things that that we'll get into later in this segment Fact. about um with this whole whole thing. Yeah. So the way I feel is that I think up front it was it was consensual and it was respectful and you know they were going through this whole situation in the beginning like Mm -hmm. but as the relationship went on that's when the on unwanted and crude language came about like say for instance he 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 propositioned her or they propositioned each other with this situation right Mm -hmm. they went about they they went about and did the grown-up things a couple of times yeah and now yudoka now feels real comfortable with Mm -hmm. the situation yeah, and now he come out saying, "I want to, you know, two in the pink, one in the stink, you know, type." You know what I'm saying? Like that's now he's saying stuff. <laughs> now, he's, now, now he's saying stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, now yeah. all of a sudden he getting too comfortable. Now he now he wilding out. That's what I he's, think of. What I think, you know what I'm saying? He's saying think, this stuff in the workplace or via text. How is he saying this? He, I, he, so, so 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 if if it was if it was through text, we probably would already have seen receipts by now. He probably saying this joint face to face, honestly, because like. There's in the, no in way the workplace. in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's and that's why, like I said, I, I agree with you. I agree he should have been suspended. Yeah. I agree he should have. I don't agree of, in the length of the suspension. I don't think it should have mm-hmm. been the full season and then a, a full another investigation after the suspension is over. I don't believe it. I don't think that's the case. And so, and, uh, not yeah. to cut you off, but that yeah. is why I still feel like there's more to come, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the Celtics. 
I, I can't I can't tell or just decipher if they're trying to protect Yadoka's reputation or if they're trying to protect it's their reputation. The it's, it's the it's the no woman no not the woman no not the woman the organization at all. But if if, but I, if it's not if it's not the woman then then why won't they name her? So I think it's the organization. We've seen this multiple times. We've seen this story multiple times. Sticks is uh, yeah. a man of power has an improper relationship with some woman. They don't care. What, what, they don't really care about that woman. They'll throw her name out there as That's true. something. So That's I true. think I think it's the organization. But then that just brings the that brings like they're using their power over Yudoka um, and the woman to like basically keep their name as an organization intact. And then that's where I'm just like, you know, they're they're all messed up right now. Yeah, this whole situation all... is is so muddy but clear at the same time. Very, it just doesn't muddy, make bro. sense. And it's crazy because you 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 mentioned they they using their power over Yudoka and the young lady, but the the whole situation so ESPN reported that the power dynamic was the primary mm-hmm. finding and policy violation cited that Yudoka did using his mm-hmm. power over the young lady to have this relationship. But yep. now, top down, the organization yep. is now using their power against Yudoka mm-hmm. and really like they they're definitely not trying to they're not trying to 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 keep his reputation at all. They're they're fucking his reputation up 100%. Yep. But like you said, it to me that I don't know why they just won't name her, but they're just trying to I'm 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 going to go your route with that cuz I agree with you. They they're trying to keep their reputation higher than anything else because it's it, the way Matt Barnes talking, bro. This joint is if, bruh. bruh yeah, and Matt him. Barnes just keeps yeah. going on these, um, you know, on. I I won't say he went on his his social media feed again, but he he has gone on done interviews about this mm-hmm. situation once again, and he keeps he continues to say that it's going to be ugly and um, Yudoka won't be able to coach in the league once it all comes out. Yeah. Why won't they just let it all come out? Or why? I mean, I know it's probably not his place or any others, any other professional in the in that industry's place to say anything about it. But why they just won't let it all come out exactly. and clean it up where they have to clean it up? Because again, as we said last week when we first talked about Yudoka in this whole situation, until it's all out, all the speculation is gonna keep coming, and you know. It's going to take a, a left turn somewhere. And then that's when you get down the avenue of, no, that's not, you have to clean up even more than what you would have had to clean where, the, where you just came out with all the information out outright. Exactly. Because the way Matt Barnes is talking, he was like, it's not what he did. I guess it's about who he did it with. Mm. So, but... but it makes me wonder if he really knows or if anybody really knows, to be honest. I think with you. Matt Barnes knows way more than he's putting out. He just can't okay. say what he want to say, but I think he knows at least 90% of the story, bro. at least. Because he yeah. keeps going on talking about it. Because initially, he defended him, yep. but then immediately, like minutes after, deleted that tweet and went on video and was mm-hmm. like, hey, as a matter of fact, listen, this shit is uglier than I thought, my guy. So Right. I can't defend my boy. So he he knows more about what he thinks. Because he also said the if if anything goes any further, the revelations that could come about could flip the game upside down. If everything comes out, it could get extra hot in the kitchen for you, Doka. That's what he said there on Vlad TV. Yeah. So he knows a lot more than what he's putting on, bro. He just needed somebody just need to come out and just say what's going on. Yeah. Cause I everybody mean, with, is lost, bro. 
with all of the, the burner accounts and all that stuff, somebody needs to go on their burner account and just let it all out. Uh, whether it be you do it. <laughs> all the burners he got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit, yeah, whether whether it's Yudoka does it, Nia Long, who we have not really even touched on her at her, from, her her part from. of it. Or or heard anything. Well, we well, she did release a statement, but it wasn't much to it. It wasn't much, yeah. Um, but we haven't even touched her her point of view of this uh, whole situation. Um, Matt, ba- somebody just needs to say, listen, this is what happened from a burner account. If they don't want to be the main source, but this is what happened. This is what's going to happen, and this is why he has been suspended. Because I mean, it's, even a week later, to me, for what has happened and what we know, crude language consensual relationship him to be suspended for a year is still just it seems like a bit much to me and on top of the fact that he's going to lose half of his or his pay is going to be cut too Mm -hmm. so you suspend him for the year you take half of his or you take a portion of his salary which understandable for taking his salary he's not going to be coaching i get that Mm -hmm. but then you also have it hanging in the balances if he's going to be the coach for you next year or not I mean, like I said last week, just fire him if you need to do all of that. Just let him go, bro. Just let him go. And then I'm glad you touched on that about him even possibly even being the coach next year because Mr. Grossbeck, the the Mm -hmm. partial owner of the team, comes out and says he will not, they will not stand in the way of him seeking other coaching opportunities. So that that to me that means he's fired. I'm just be honest with you. Honestly, I agree. I agree. But the 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 thing that fucks me up is that. What other team with all this looming in the balance is going to even consider him without any clarity about what's going on in the situation? That's a good question. Uh, somebody will, though. Uh, if we're being honest, somebody will because of what he did in his first year as the head coach of the Boston Celtics and how they went from being well, at when he when they first started the first half of the season, they were what? Out of the they playoff were, picture? I think they were out of the playoff. I think they were below 500. And then the second half of the season, they they went crazy. They caught fire and, and made it to the NBA Finals. So somebody will give him a chance, I believe. Um, I think- but yeah, I'm I'm with you. It needs to be some clarity or what what's going to happen is other organizations as, as well as Boston are just hoping that the, the media and the public just says, okay, we don't know what happened, which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They just forget about it and he can come back, you know, hush, hush and just mm-hmm. go about his business. But as soon as he comes back to any organization, that media storm is going to come back around and saying, right. well, whatever happened. I mean, but uh, I, I do agree with you that the way he did in the first year speaks volumes to the type of coach he is. Mm-hmm. But depending on it, it's so much it's so much hidden information from the Boston Celtics that. They have to bring some kind of clarity because if it's something that's crazy that he did, like grape or SA, yep. you know what yep. I'm saying? Like, then yep. ain't no organization taking him. Period. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? And but if it's, should, it, yeah, he, he should, should, should be taking too, honestly. Facts, facts. But if it's something as, I want to call it small because it's not small, but if it's something that's, if it's just the consensual relationship, mm-hmm. then. I agree with you. Somebody will definitely give him a chance being the type of coach that he is. But it, right. they have to clarify before any other team gives him a chance. They have to clarify because it can't be anything crazy. 
for another team to be like, all right, cool, Yudoka, we got you. you you're the head right. coach of the, the Chicago Bulls. Because if he right. if he has some kind of SA situation, any allegations mm-hmm. like that going on, ain't nobody taking him, bro. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ain't nobody taking him. But if you if you go off of just what we heard from Matt Barnes, then it'll all come out, and he's definitely not going to have any type of profession no um, in in the NBA or anywhere for that matter after the fact. But I mean, not listen, right. I know I know Pac taught us that revenge and a piece of you know what is the sweetest joy. But uh, we gotta we as men gotta stop putting ourselves in these situations. That's so fact. <laughs> you know what I mean. And for people for the youngins that may listen to no this and don't, don't you know what I'm saying. For the youngins <laughs> that don't don't understand what I'm saying, go back to listen to Hail Mary Machiavelli album. You Tupac know what's crazy, Lo? I DLC. was about to wear my poetic justice Tupac T-shirt. Yeah. today but i couldn't find it i was like yo and then you brought it up that's funny but no, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's that's definitely that's definitely that definitely makes a point in this situation for sure yeah we gotta stop putting ourselves in these situations and that count that comes from my wife which is ironic because i talked to her about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and she was like yeah men just put themselves in situations that they shouldn't be in and i'm like i swear and yeah. it's all because it's all temptation and lack of self-control, self-control. that's all it is it's yeah. lack of self-control than giving in the temptation. That's all it is, man. Shout out to Stacy for that, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she got a point. Shout out to her for that. Because yeah. it's definitely the truth, man. We got to stop giving in to the temptation to have a little bit more self-control than ourselves. Especially whenever you have a fiance, a beautiful fiance, a family, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Why would you put yourself in that situation to lose all of that? It to don't make no sense, all. bro. To lose, to lose all it all. That. And we've but seen just it for happen a, multiple times. Yeah, just for a piece of for a piece of cheeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> go, go, just for a piece of cheeks. Like, you can you can go home and get that, my boy. Like, you know, hey. I need longer to create with them. Like, you do like, But on, okay, <laughs> well, let's 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 cover that real, one real right, quick. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and go I know, ahead. I know, this is not going to come. I, you, I think you, you know what I'm about to say. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead. And I, I, this is probably not going to be received very well, but still, like. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, probably the baddest thing walking. Supposedly. Who else got allegedly. Supposed, allegedly. There you go. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nia Long just got cheated on. Um Chris Brown was beating up on Rihanna. Well, we didn't have he to cheat say on that. everybody. He cheated on he, he been cheating on everybody. <laughs> yeah. But so, Rihanna I mean, is said to be one of the most beautiful men and women in the world. Right. So I you mean, long story short, is you know, somebody can just because of how the public views a person when you actually are with them they could be a totally different different person and then they also could be like you get people get tired of people too like to be married for as long as some people some like older generations have been married you know you have these 60 and 50 50 and 60 year marriages that's rare but you know, you have Super to really, yeah. you really, you have to really love somebody and want to work on a relationship. And right now we have too much access to other individuals that didn't, we didn't have access to in 20 years ago, 30 Fact. years ago, we didn't have access Fact. to these individuals. Now we can get on our phone and see a, a, a beautiful woman or a beautiful man that lives 6,000 miles away and start a conversation. That's a fact. That's so, a fact. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, but she, you know, she probably if he if he look at outside of his his engagement, mm-hmm. yeah, outside of his relationship, it's something she, you know she won't do it at home. But right. at the same time, at the same time, at the same time, they were apart too. They didn't. They were apart together. together. She was still in L.A. He was in Boston. Yeah. She was in the process of moving, which moving. we're talking about as well. But mm-hmm. 
that's that still don't mean, bro. Like that you got to give into that temptation. I'm 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 with, I'm with Stace on this, man. I'm with I'm with, I'm with uh, sister in law on this, bro. You got to just stop putting yourself in the situation. You don't have to give into that. You don't have to yeah, have that situation 100%. going on, bro. I don't care what kind of power you got. I don't care what type of money you got. I don't care who you are in this organization. Don't give into the temptation, bro. That shit don't make no sense, bro. Make no so, sense. so that's your final thought on this? Don't give into the temptation. On that. What's situation? your final thought? Okay. Well, yeah. So how did we still we still, we still got to talk about the ring camera, bro? We, oh. we ain't brought that up yet. We ain't brought that up oh. yet. So Kevin Frazier, who is a host of Entertainment Tonight, he tweeted mm-hmm. that multiple sources confirmed that the female staffer that is being implicated in this situation with Yudoka was uncovered by her husband after he overheard a private conversation on his ring camera. So <laughs> my, my, right, my mind automatically goes to, what did he hear? Because <laughs> right. I was thinking to myself, like, she walked up to the door like, girl... <laughs> Yeah, or did she duck out? Did she like get a call? You know how when you you with your significant other, well, I should not how you I shouldn't say you know how, but you've seen these situations where <laughs> you're with your significant other and you get a call from whoever you mess with or want to mess with or a text and you duck out and say, "Yo, what's up?" Yeah. Oh, okay. like you think she went outside to the front door and yeah. And he, what I think happened, well, it could be one of two things. What I think happened we was, don't she know was for coming, sure. She was coming back. <laughs> she was yeah. coming back from her consensual relationship. Yeah. And she on the yeah. phone with a homegirl, like, girl, that boy, that, that boy email them blew my girl. Listen. But listen, why would that- you say that on the front door though? <laughs> like, why you can't say that in the car or like it's when you walk out of it? Like it's dumb regardless. Yeah. Like she shouldn't have been talking about this in front of she. You live there. You know there's a ring camera. You know it records everything. You know as soon as it. motion in front of that motherfucker. It's gonna record. Yeah. So you That's have to understand dumb. that. But she, it was dumb. It was. But she probably was like ducking out. Like, hey, what's, what's going on? Like, I'm gonna beat you tonight. I'm gonna beat you tonight. Type shit. Like it could have been either right. way. But. That's how that's, that's how this that's the that's really all of the new news because yeah. that's how this was really found out because the husband found out through this ring camera conversation. Like, why Shaq is happy because you know Shaq invested millions into this motherfucker. So Shaq is happy that his oh, ring. Yeah, yeah, he he is happy as hell. And Nas, Nas invested. Nas too. In I well. didn't know Nas. Yeah. I know Shaq did for sure. But yep. I know he is happy as fuck. He was like, yo. My investment doing this job, I'm about to make so much money, bro. Like, I'm right. about to make so much money because it, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, yeah. girl, this 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 nigga, this nigga, he made. She better not have said that. that. <laughs> no, no, in fact, she, yeah, facts. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> girl, he made, mm, he made, girl. Mm, 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 mm. I'm yeah. telling you, you might, you might want to be the next one for this consensual relationship, girl, because he got chill, bang, <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> Yeah, but nah, but nah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all crazy. And, and oh, did you, did you hear about the situation where uh, the the woman that he was having a affair with was also in conversation with Nia Long, helping her plan her move? So that yes, yeah. So again, it's a lot of stuff that has come out that has cleared up this whole situation a bit, and then there's some that's still unclear because I keep seeing conflicting stories about who the staffer actually is. Um, now that has been consistent though, is she's mm-hmm. the travel planner or whatnot. 
But I, I've seen others, again, I, I don't get into that portion of the allegations because I try to keep the names. I, keep I, the name I try to keep it, the yeah, names yeah. out of it, especially if it's not, not clear. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's just, man. It's a lot going on. But see, none of this would be going on if Boston would just be more clear with up. the information, bro. Just yeah. clear it the fuck up. There's no reason why if you, like, like I said last week, if you put in Yudoka on Front Street. There's no reason why you can't name this young lady either because, just like you said earlier in this segment, she is disposable. Right. So why are you worried about yeah. not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, like, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. don't care. Like, they can, they can hire her. They can fire her and hire somebody just like her tomorrow. You know what right. I'm saying? So if that's the case, but if it is the VP's wife, then that has something to do with it too. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot going on, man. So much speculation, bro, that we don't have all the information about. And I don't, just like D'Lo said, I don't like to speculate either if I don't have all of the facts. But, bruh, just Boston, come out with the Clear info, bruh. Clear, Clear the fuck up. up. There's no reason yeah. why y'all still holding on to this information. It don't make no sense. Yeah. yeah they, if they clear it up, I think this this situation will, it'll, you know, some some firestorms will come around it for maybe a week or two. And just like everything else, It'll die down and we're moving on to the next story. That's a fact. That's a fact. What's your final thoughts on that? Exactly what I said. They clear it up. <laughs> if they clear it up, some firestorm will come around it and we'll move on to the next story. And mm-hmm. something new, I'm sure, will come up and we'll have a lot to say about that as well. That's Not just fact. us, That's the media and, and the public. Yeah, well, hopefully they do clear it up, man. They need to. ASAP. Yeah. All right, so... <clears throat> Our next sec, our next story, we're talking about Coach Prime again. My man, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, Jackson State. He was on an interview with uh, Earn Your Leisure, who right now I, I listen to that podcast and, and their products all the time. And, and he was on an uh, interview with them, and he was talking about the NIL and how he agrees with it, but the way that things are handled right now is not good for the game or good for college sports in general. So, again, let's let's talk about what the NIL is first and foremost, mm-hmm. give you some background on that, and then we can get into the comments that Dion made in this interview and then in some articles that he he uh, was a part of, or his, uh, his Twitter post, I'm sorry, his mm-hmm. Twitter post from back in May. So the NIL is, is short for Name, Image, and Likeness, mm-hmm. um, which it was a, a rule that was passed a year ago mm-hmm. uh, as of July 21st that allowed college athletes to get compensated for their name, image, and likeness. Um, before that, they could not profit off of their name, image, and likeness whatsoever. whatsoever. They, the only thing that they received for being students, uh, student athletes at these respective universities was their scholarship, a stipend, and room and board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with this rule that passed, they now can make... They can now profit off of promotional endeavors such as uh, endorsements, product endorsements, autograph signings, mm-hmm. social media posts, and more. Mm-hmm. That and more is the gray area, mm-hmm. but they can now profit off of their name. Um, yep. And then another thing to to keep in mind with this as well, and this is the part that Coach Sanders and some other coaches, but we, we just know Coach Sanders mm-hmm. has come out against this, is Universities can't directly pay athletes. Exactly. exactly. It can only be like from brands or other individuals, other parties that 
are trying to promote products. Mm-hmm. Six. You 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 I, you saw the interview. I did. Um, what were your thoughts on Coach Prime's comments? I'll re- you want me to read some of the comments or? Well, so the one comment that um that I that I really put in here was is that. He's Coach Prime said it was really just a bunch of handsomely compensated boosters putting money in the pot that mm-hmm. they're giving to the, the athletic department and telling the coach, hey, distribute this how you want to distribute it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the issue that he had with it was is that where do you see these players doing anything other than playing ball? Right. You know what I'm saying? But the, the issue is that they have to be actually, in, just like you said, actually have to be endorsing something from a company endorsing something so that way they can profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. But just like you said, they can't they can't directly pay the students, but the coach is at some point taking that money that's in that pot and say, all right, cool. Quarterback from Alabama, I give you 500K type. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or I get this guy a million. I get, you know, do something like that. But it's like, you don't see these guys doing anything. The two the two yeah. players that he the two players that he named was a quarterback from Alabama. I can't I, I don't know why his name. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. There you go. And then his son Shador, that yep. has a a bunch of different uh, sponsors actually, but nobody else is really endorsing anything to be able to profit from their name and mention likeness. So like, yep. how how do they how are they able to get compensated? You know what I'm saying? So it's just. You, Go ahead, go ahead and go into it because you got a little bit more information than me. I just yeah. So you know, I you know I dove all the way into this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Because I I, well, both of us play collegiate sports. I also Mm -hmm. briefly coached collegiate sports, not as an actual coach, but I was a graduate assistant. But I was a part of that that atmosphere, part of that that industry for a while. So um, I completely get it. um, That to me and to a bunch players need to be compensated for their part in collegiate sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Prom says that in his current form, he, he is for players getting paid. All right? right. But he said in his current form, just as you mentioned, uh, there are some parties that are, are some, some boosters in these bigger schools that are pulling money together. They're actually called booster collectives, um, mm-hmm. pulling money together and allowing these coaches to divvy out the money. Now, this is the thing that he this is the problem that he has, because in recruiting these bigger schools that have these pot of money, they can then say, all right, um, this is the money that we have. You want this player? Go get him and pay him this much. And it's not actually the player going to the school because they want to go to that school. And then they just happen to have an endorsement for a major brand. And it's more it's more athletes that have endorsements than we think. But it's 100%. It, there are some some endorsements, quote unquote, that is like, what the hell is this? Um, so Bryce Young, he has let me pull it up. Bryce Young, he has uh, he has endorsement deals from Cash App. OK. He also has trading card companies like Leaf, Wildcard and Onyx. And that okay. is accumulated to be over or assumed to be over eight hundred thousand uh, dollars in profit for him. Okay. The highest paid female athlete, and I think this is going to be good. This name, image, and likeness, especially how we think of brands and products wanting the most eyes on their products as possible. I think for for women athletes, and I hope this is not taken the wrong way, but I, I think for women athletes, especially if they are attractive, this is going to be a great, um, a great law for them a great uh rule for them but olivia dunn who's a gymnast from lsu 
She makes over a million dollars from one brand. It's an active wear brand. And I'm sure I'm going to mess this name up, but it's called uh, Viori. V-U-O-R-Y. Me either. Never heard of it. But she has over 8 million followers on both Instagram or together, cumulative, on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. 8 million followers she has. So they signed her to over a million dollar contract with them endorsement deal so she just posts information she just po- makes posts on her social media sites and she gets paid for that another person that we'll talk about him later on mm-hmm. that is benefiting from this is mikey williams, mikey williams. Yep. who is not even a college athlete yet but he just mm-hmm. pinned a eight-figure deal with puma mm-hmm I didn't so, get the I didn't get the figures, but it, I do know it was um with definitely with Puma for sure. Yeah, so it's a, it's yeah. an eight figure deal that he has with Puma, and so Coach Prime doesn't have any issues with those type of endorsements. Mm-hmm. The issues that I think he may have a problem with are these type of endorsements, and I'm not going to name the schools, but you have schools that are um that have deals for the whole football team to be paid five hundred dollars a month. And then it's a, some pools of money that is along with that payment that they can divvy out to recruits. Mm-hmm. You have position groups that can make $50,000 a year from a nonprofit organization. What nonprofit has that much money to just give out to college athletes? Well, we just, just, no, just, just to be giving it out. They typically true, nonprofits see, say, but in the sense of that, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a second. Yeah, okay. In the, I'm sense, glad. Of that, in the sense of that, you do have some of these nonprofit organizations. Because nonprofit means nonprofit. Not for profit. So, right. so you have to, what all the money that you bring in as far as revenue has to go back out. So yeah, exactly. if they, So even if a small nonprofit organization makes 50000 in a year, that 50000 has to go somewhere. So exactly. that small nonprofit can give that money to NCCU and say, hey, mm-hmm. take this 50K. And divvy it. You know so what I'm saying? So let me ask you this, Sticks. With what we know about most nonprofits, they can just give out $1.5 million a year? No. No, 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 no. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Hell That's no. what I'm saying to you. That's, of, that yeah. makes you scratch your head. It's, nah, it's, so, so it's like, okay, you, you're telling me this nonprofit is just going to give offensive linemen, which is the position group, mm-hmm. $1.5 million a year? Just because they want an endorsement, endorsement for what? I didn't. Now, I guess I should have dug dug a little bit deeper into that. To what the endorsement is, mm-hmm. what the endorsement is, but I just saw that and ran with it. That's do you, to do me. Do you know like, who the nonprofit is? That's what I'm saying. You, okay, got you. Got you. Yeah, got that's you. what I'm saying. Yeah, because then we could have probably made a little bit more of a you know right a, a, a Educated, thought process yes. as to what the endorsement was about. But needless to say, there is there's not a lot unless you BLM. That's just randomly spending ten million dollars in fucking real estate, but <laughs> oh, there's not go. a lot of there's not a lot of nonprofit organizations that have just one point five million that they can just, just throw to give out, out for a year, right? Yeah, they just, and that's what I'm saying, and that's where I was going with that. Um, now I'm sure if if that's their business, nonprofit, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do, and if that is legit, then it is legit. But mm-hmm. to me, if I'm coaches like Coach Prime, I'm like that's that's Don't strange. It's very strange. Um, so that and it just that's the issue that he has is that these power five schools, once again, we talked about this two mm-hmm. weeks ago as well, that they have this money that they can throw around to one win recruits um, and then two 
pay athletes to stay because now the transfer portal is something major too. Crazy. Players are not happy at a, a situation or they're getting chirped at in their ear from a, another organization, which is illegal, but I'm sure it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the side, they can now go to these these programs. And as we know, winning games brings in more money for not only you, but your conference. And if mm-hmm. your conference is happy with you, SEC, Big Ten, you get all of these major contract television contracts, which brings in more money for you. So exactly and but another thing that he had a problem with too was you see all of these again power fives having all of this money that they can just all these these well compensated boosters put money in this pot but then what's 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 good with the little guys basically the Mm -hmm. hbcus they don't have a lot of boosters that are well well compensated to put all this money in the pot he goes on to say that less than 10 percent of actual boosters and alums pour back into their schools at this smaller school yeah i'm an alum of NCCU, I haven't poured any money back into that university, which yeah. I I don't I, I kind of feel bad about, but not really because it's like <laughs> I, I ain't got it, my boy. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm, I'm still trying to make you know I'm, I'm still on the rise in my own life, so right. it's like, I don't really have much to pour back into you. I want to, but right. it's like if I was one of these well compensated people, I would you know go to the university and say, hey, what do y'all need? I would I don't think I would throw money into a pot. I would just. I'm going to, you know, fix the, the, the stadium or I'm going to get y'all some uniforms or I'm going to fix the, the 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 locker room or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the the little guys are also one of these people who is like, he, he he's, a, he's a big advocate for the, for the smaller schools. Mm-hmm. And he wants that. It wants it to be, he knows it can't be equal, but he wants it to be a better situation for HBCUs and smaller schools as well. So it's like, it, he... <sighs> The HBCUs are the guys who are really getting the shaft on this because they don't have the money or the people who are going to pour back into them to get compensated for their name, image, and likeness because they don't they just don't have the bread. Right. And it goes also goes back to is if, you know, if we also don't have the the boosters and the the people to pour back into the university that make this name, image, likeness thing a good thing for the HBCUs, but it also goes back again to these power fives beating up on these schools and still giving them pennies. So that that make that makes it a big situation too, because you know, put the money into a pot, let it be divvied up, just like just like it's happening for these bigger schools. So, yeah, yeah. Man. Well, I mean, if the if you don't have boosters that are doing that or have the ability to do that, again, we'll, we'll say this again because last week I, or two weeks ago I said the same thing. It's not all HBCUs. You have your Howards, you have your um, NCANTs, uh, you have your Centrals of the world, your Morehouses, your Spellmans, you have those type of schools that have alumni that have gone on to make a pretty good amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not talking about those schools, but the, the smaller schools, smaller HBCUs that don't have that, where does this money come from to, to divvy up, to put into a pot that you mentioned of? Mm-hmm. I mean, it in, in the smaller schools, it doesn't, it, it's harder for them to get, that pot mm. big enough for them to actually compensate these players. Yeah. Um, a lot of this, to, to me, a lot of the pot is going to have to come from these larger schools, helping mm-hmm. these smaller schools. But that's never going to happen because it's a, yeah. a, it's, I, I, I used, two weeks ago, I used the, the term power struggle, which I, after talking to you about it two weeks ago, I don't think it is a power struggle, but they're going to keep that money in their own organization to pay their own students. And mm-hmm. to help their own university, there's they, they don't have they don't have much of a reason 
in these money games to pay the HBCUs or the smaller the smaller schools any more money than they already are. It's going to have to come from us taking that power and having mm-hmm. somebody speak up about it like Prime is doing and getting people on a collective journey to actually help these smaller schools. That's what it's going to have to For take. Sure. And until that happens, it's always going to be uneven. It's going to be unbalanced on both sides, bro. It's always going to be that way. For sure. And so um, later in that interview, I'm sorry, not later in that interview, uh, a month ago, uh, a couple months ago, Coach Prime put out a Twitter post and he said many things in the Twitter post, but one of the things that I took away from it is he said, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He did say this in the in the interview with EYL. He said, um, they asked him, should college athletes be paid? And he said, absolutely. But absolutely. the thing is, when you start paying athletes like they're professionals, you get athletes acting like they're professionals, which it, it, it resonated with me because we talked about briefly, I mentioned Mikey signing that eight figure deal. And this is not to single him out, but being that he is one of the first high school athletes to get a, a contract like this from a major brand mm-hmm. it kind of puts the spotlight on him as to be as to say okay so now you got this money how do you act and we've seen it um with him i, I don't know if it's a little bit of jealousy um or or hate or just you know people trying to bring him back down to earth or whatever the case may be but supposedly now he's overrated Right. And it's it's crazy because like I, I've watched I've been watching Mikey Williams since his, he was a freshman because he's been all over the place. He's an amazing basketball player. Mm-hmm. And the way he, he carries himself very well, even with this whole this whole situation with the sign with Puma and being able to 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 profit off of his NIL. Right. So it's like but I, th- I think it's a lot of hate. I don't think he's overrated at all, um, but it's one of those things where it's like you get people from his peer group that feel like they're just as good mm-hmm. and they're like, well, why Mikey? Why not me? Right. It's all, it's, it's a, why not me? This, the, the younger generation is so privileged, bro. Like mm-hmm. if we had something like this back in the day, I don't think we would act the way they act. Nah, be, to, just to be honest. Right. But, but that's just, that's, that's just my opinion. You know, we right. can't really say cause we didn't have it, but we didn't have it. Right. But it's like the, the kid is a star. He's honestly a star and he has a lot of, he has a voice in the community with he has a very big social media following mm-hmm. so that's the one of the main reasons why puma gave him his endorsements because it's about future campaigns and product launches that he can actually it's like oh girl the, the college the, the, the girl that you said was the highest paid college uh what, what exactly. you say her name was yeah she, olivia dunn olivia dunn just like olivia dunn she can do she can do product launches because she has such a huge following on social media that's the same thought process that the company has for mikey is to be able to use his name, image, and likeness to to help Puma with future launches. So it's a good thing for Mikey, man. I big ups to him because he's handling it very, very, very well, man. I watched the Hot ninety seven interview with him last night, man, and he he's a very well spoken and very grounded and humble young young man. man. I, I I I fucks with Mikey for real. Yeah, absolutely. And he I watched that interview as well as the interview that he did with I Am Athlete, where mm-hmm. he says that hating on him right now is a trend. And mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm the opposite of you. I don't really keep up with a lot of high school athletes. Um, I don't just, either. He's just one of the ones that I do keep up with. I yeah. Know. I mean, but it's just not my thing. I know a lot of people really get into that. And I mm-hmm. guess when I was a coach, um, a graduate assistant, I was into recruiting and, and 
keeping up on, but that was my job, right? I had to do it. Um, if keeping up with football players, but I, I can honestly look at him and listen to him talk and he does carry himself well. He does seem to be humble. The money doesn't, has not seemed to change him um, mm-hmm. that we know of. So I, I just feel like leading into the next part of what coach prom said in this, in this um, piece is that he needs to have, he needs to continue to have people around him that helps him with this money and helps mm-hmm. him control the the mental aspect of it. And so mm-hmm. coach prime said in that, in that same quote, he said that the NCAA needs to allow programs to have qualified individuals to help them with these athletes that are making this money now. And, he didn't really go into any dynamics of what that was, but what I took away from you know, reading between the lines is that they need to have people that help these young men learn how to manage this amount of money that they're now getting, learn how to manage their family and their friends, also learn how to manage their mental aspect of it and how to be professionals as right. well as um, because, you know, when you get that amount of money and at a young age or wh- whenever you get it, whenever you get any amount of money, you have people around you that are trying to leech off of what you are, uh, what you now came into. You have right. family members that are trying to say, you remember what I did for you back in the day? Let me right. get this. Let me get that. You know, you have that. You have uh, less in college. Not everybody's getting paid. So you have athletes that will be jealous of you because you made this amount of money you have this amount of money and make you feel less than you are um when really you know your hard work just got you to be in the position to profit off of your name so what coach prom was saying and as a collective is they need to have qualified individuals to help these athletes handle all of that as a whole not just the money but their mental um how to handle the money and then how to handle the relationships that they have mm-hmm. had in the past that they have currently and that they will have in the future because of what they now have um, signed to their name, which is yep. that money. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's crazy. Cause that actually happened to me. <laughs> My dad was one of those people mm-hmm. <laughs> that whenever, whenever he found out that I was down in Miami mm-hmm. with the dolphins, he tried to, he called my grandma immediately and was like, Yo, tell Charles I want to talk to him. Talk to him. No, bro. And when and, and when had right, he talked on, to you bro. before that, bro? I've talked this just just to be personal because I don't really care. I've t- in my entire life I talked to my dad three times in my entire life prior to yeah. that. prior to that three That's times. That's crazy. And he finds out that I I'm down in Miami, about to, hopefully about to start my professional career. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now he wants to hit up Grandma Bert, like, hey, tell Charles to give me a call. No, my boy. Nah, not not that I got this status, so to speak, and I'm 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 embarking on something professionally. Now all of a sudden you want to be no, we we cool. Yeah, I'm cool, cool on that. I'm cool on that. I ain't got time for it. But I'm I'm glad that, you know, I I think that's something that's gonna eventually happen. Uh what Prime was talking about is that they're gonna have at least try to hire some financial advisors uh to help these young men. Uh, manage their money, invest their money, manage the relationship, so that way they can be smarter with the way that they they spend it or what they do mm-hmm. with it. Because somebody like myself, I'm finally at 37, starting to realize that I need somebody to help me, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to be 
less prideful and asking somebody for help. So right. with these kids who are getting, like you said, Mikey got an eight figure contract. Eight figures, he's bro. Seventeen years old with an eight figure contract. He has to have somebody to help him spend that money or you know manage that bread and manage the relationships. Because if you don't, he can get sidetracked with a lot of shit. You know, right. so not to say, not to say, because he's a very mature young man. So, not to say that he's impressionable enough to fall into those traps with the people in his life and those relationships. Mm-hmm. But being seventeen, you have you you you're not grown up enough to say that I will help this person. I have this right. bread. I'm going to help you. I will do this for you. And people will take advantage. People will right. take advantage. So he has to have those people on his side to help him with that. So hopefully he does, because that's a lot, bro. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, we just look at. We look at professional athletes that come from, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say, I don't know his personal situation, but mm-hmm. let's just say the average situation of professional athletes coming up was not the best of situations for right. most of them. And most so if we look right. at those, those typical athletes that um, come into large amounts of monies that are four years removed from Mikey's age um, in the, four years into the future. So age 22 that mm-hmm. Mikey is right now, they they fudge up money in, in decisions and relationships all the time. So the time. we're putting a we're now saying that eighteen to twenty two years old, these individuals can have this this type of money um, and expect them to know what to do with it, how to handle these situations, how to handle relationships that they've had. No, we need some individuals in place to help them learn how to do this, um, to help them know. All right, you got a a, a eight figure deal put 20% of that, which if, if he got the bare minimum, $10 million, put $2 million into whatever financial uh, instrument that you can at mm-hmm. 18. And when, at you 18. Turn, and when you turn 30 something, if everything continues to go up like it has been, you, your family, like we talked about Steph last year, like he ain't Steph. in Steph's yeah, boat, exactly. but your family is straight. Then you can say, all right, listen, I have this amount of money. What you got to say? No, it's funny you say that because on that I Am Athlete podcast, he said by the time he's 25, he wants to be a billionaire. Be a billionaire. By you the time he's 25. That's eight years from now. And so that's it's good, funny you said it about Steph. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That you that's, a, it up. that's a good mindset for him to have. And and it, yeah, in that same podcast, um, Brandon Marshall was like, yo, we weren't thinking like this. Well, and that's true. Like we, we were not because we were not put in these situations. We didn't have anybody in our ear telling us about this type of stuff. So I commend Mikey um, for that. Um, and I think the NIL deal, um, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to get tweaked a bit here and there for the next two years. But I think it's, it's definitely needed for college athletes to be able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness because you, mm-hmm. you think of individuals like a um, destroying, I, I can't, I don't know his real name, but he was the kicker for UCF. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On on YouTube, he was on also on YouTube, and he was monetized at the time. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA found out about it and said he could not do that, so he quit mm-hmm. playing football so he could to... continue to monetize off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Which, why would you put a kid in that situation? Is he's? It's not like he he actually did this himself. Like he didn't ask anybody to do this, and we all know we're on YouTube right now. We're trying mm-hmm. to be, trying to make money off of it. It's right. just not easy. It's not easy at all. And, bro. and the and, fact that he did that and made his way to the top is because Destroyer has like ten million subscribers, if I'm not mistaken. So exactly. we're close to it. Yeah. He's doing his thing, and I understand why he left college to take exactly. people with that many followers make a lot of money. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think now that this NIL deal is this NIL rule is in place, mm-hmm. you won't have that issue anymore of him not be or players like him not being able to take advantage, excuse me, advantage of their their name, image and likeness or something of the sort that they have done outside of football mm-hmm. to make money. Um, and you just think about and, and the reason I said that I think is good for females is because or women athletes is because. Typically, women, especially younger women um, and that are attractive, have more followers than the average male. Okay. You can you can look at um, Bryce Young. I don't know his actual uh, follower count on Instagram or TikTok, but I'm sure it's not near this Olivia Dunn that we were talking about, who has eight million across both platforms. Mm -hmm. And Bryce Young is a he won the Heisman last year. He's a pretty big. He's a pretty big uh, football player. Mm-hmm. He got injured this weekend, but he's a pretty big football player. So, right. And and like we mentioned, brands want eyes on their product. So if you have that many followers, and then you also are promoting a brand, you know, you just do do the math. The numbers trickle down to if she has eight million followers, they probably can expect at least twenty thousand people at to least. At, at least purchase that product. That's a bump. And, and that's a that's a tick on the on the scale for them on their payment scale, all right. And then you just think about all the athletes back in our day, a little mm-hmm. bit far, a little bit removed from us, but that's all I can remember. Skylar Diggins, if she had this in her, if she had the ability to take advantage of the NIL, the yeah, Gonzalez right. twins, uh, Candace Parker. I, I'm I'm saying a lot of basketball players. That's because all I can think of. But all of these yeah. people, all of these individuals had these followers. If they had the NIL in place. Man, bro, listen, listen, bro, because them Gonzalez twins, but that Dylan, whew, yeah, so, so but either way, but like, but no, but Mikey has 3.7 million subscribers, and Bryce Young has 226k. You so see Bryce what I'm saying? Young has neither one of both of them together have nowhere close to nowhere close Olivia. to what she has. So, mm-hmm. I think this is this now opens up an avenue for women who have not gotten the respect that they should after collegiate sports mm-hmm. um and we it can get into that another enough. another yeah. week but it could be for the select flu the s- select few it could be good for them to take advantage of this um but yeah i think the nil is, is ultimately good for the sport it, it will need some tweaking but um we know what coach promise talking about with the boosters they need to remove that but once they get it out the way i think it'll be good for the for the sport it definitely for, for will. The, and for college in general. And and the good thing about Mikey too, and just to get my final thoughts on it, the good thing about Mikey too is that the new laws don't hinder him from being able to go to college, which is right. really, really good if he chooses to go that route uh, after he graduates, after he graduates next year. Uh, the only thing is that if he go if he does go to school and that school is is sponsored by a brand that's not Puma, that could cause a problem. But you know, if he does choose to go that path, him making this money off of his NIL doesn't hinder him from being eligible to go to college, which is a really, really good thing as far as the new law is concerned. Yeah, that's, that's really good. good. So, yeah, so man. hopefully they, they tweak that and get everything squared away to where the boosters can't have too much effect. I mean, that's been going on for the longest. It's just for been years, man. Yeah. You know, it, rumors. It's been rumored to be going on for the longest. It's just now it has a, a new wrapper on it mm-hmm. to, to where they can. Finally posted to, yeah. to do it. Facts, yeah. facts, facts, facts. So you're right. 
All right, so I, we we now move on to a, a topic that's near and dear to sticks. Mm-hmm. I just found out, and and, and that's Tua Tua Tagovailoa and his injury that he suffered in Thursday night's game again. Well, his second injury that he had um, with playing football um, Thursday night when he played the Bengals. So um, here's what we we absolutely know about Tua Tagovailoa. Last week, the Miami Dolphins were playing the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. In the first half, Tua Tagovailoa, he suffered, he got hit where he was slammed to the ground and his head uh, appeared to slam against the ground. He tried to get up and he stumbled a bit, shook his head, took a couple steps and fell again. Mm-hmm. He was removed from the game briefly where he was checked out and ultimately cleared to play in the second half. Mm-hmm. Four days later, Tua Tagovailoa is starting for the Miami Dolphins against the, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals Bengals. on Thursday night. He again gets slammed to the ground, but this time it wasn't, um, it wasn't as pretty for him. He was stuck or frozen um, from an apparent head banging against the ground, and uh, which ultimately he was carted off the field. Six, I got a couple questions for you about this, man. Um, so, you got. one, who do you think is responsible for this situation? And we can we can break it down and talk about them in different parts. But who do you think is responsible for this ultimately? Uh, should there be any other suspensions or, or uh, dismissals? Because we we just, we now know that the doctor that checked them out mm-hmm. on the field for the Buffalo Bills has been fired or dismissed. Fired. Mm-hmm. And then, how can this be prevented in the future? So, yeah, man, it was it was ugly um, Thursday night for Tua, man. And first of all, on Sunday against the Bills, he should not have been allowed to come back in that game. Absolutely. Now, the fact that he, of course, you know, him stumbling and holding his head, that was automatically a, a defining moment to say that this man has a concussion. Mm-hmm. So that's why he had to go in the locker room and go through protocol. Right. So to, to play the blame game, or who's involved and who should be blamed for this. There's four people. Mm-hmm. The team, the team doctor. Okay. The independent doctor, head coach, and Tua. Oh, you went there. Yes. Head coach and okay, Tua. Okay, let's get it. Yes. So, <laughs> so whenever he went back into the locker room, he has to... So first of all, I'll talk about Tua. Of course, yes. Tua, is, Tua is an athlete. I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. I've had concussions mm-hmm. in my day. You know what I'm saying? No, there's not many athletes that want to be hurt. Right. A lot of a lot of athletes, me included, when I was when I was playing, I had a really bad shoulder, a really bad shoulder injury. I had a grade five separation. If you know anything about separations, and most people don't, but grade five is the worst that you can get in a separation. I went up for a touchdown. Caught a touchdown, fell on my shoulder, DB fell on top of me, separated, right? I knew something was wrong immediately, immediately, but I played it off. My arm dangling, going back to the sideline, the doctor puts his hand under my shoulder pads and immediately snatches away like, oh, like my, my shoulder bone, my clavicle was out of my skin. So they took my shoulder pads off, put it back together. And I was out for the rest of that game against St. Augustine's back in the day. Okay. Me, after that game, that night, Saturday night, I'm thinking to myself, 
my season could be over. My, you know, I, and I'm a senior at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hurt. So every Sunday we had to go to the the training room and get checked out for any injuries, any new injuries, and get treatment. This like the third. I go in there like, hey, I'm good. My arm is straight. You know, what I'm saying I can yeah. go. Da, 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 da. Knowing good and damn well my arm is fucked up. Mm-hmm. So since they since I played it off so well, the only thing that the that the doctors did moving forward, because that was the fourth game of the season, we still had eight left. So the right. only thing the doctors did was they created this hard turtle shell that they that had padding underneath it, but it had a really hard surface on top. They mm-hmm. put it on my shoulder, strapped that motherfucker down, put my shoulder pads on top of that, and gave me cortisone shots at halftime, well, at the beginning of the game at halftime for eight games straight. Because I didn't mm-hmm. want to not play. Right. I didn't want to not play. The pain yeah. after those games that I felt in my arm was crazy. Because my Th- arm was fucked up. I needed surgery. That's a, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same. So that's that's the blame on Tua. That's the blame on Tua. Because I know that he was in the locker room like, nah, I'm straight. I'm straight. I can play. I can play. I can play. And then got the nerve to blame him stumbling on back and ankle injuries. No, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean. You were concussed, bro. Right. And I appreciate you sharing that. That, um that experience it's a bit different than a head injury especially in Agreed. today's climate and professional sports where they're so cognizant of somebody having a head injury and trying to protect that person at least we, and so the sport of football right so we thought and the sport of football mm-hmm. but uh it, it's definitely the i see the the parallels are definitely there like like you mentioned no player wants to be hurt they're always going to say they're good even when they know they're not good especially in the heat of battle um, mm-hmm. They they want to be out there with their team, especially with their, if they with their boys, in their their brothers, yep. with their boys, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on this. I didn't think you yeah. were going to say Tua. Um, of course, I'm with, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think that definitely the doctor or doctors are uh, are responsible for this. Responsible the coaching for ultimately, staff. yes, right, yeah, right. The coaching staff is responsible for this, and Tua and his teammates are responsible for this. Um, you know, not to not to the extent that the the doctor and then the coaches are, because the doctors mm-hmm. are the ones, whether a player says they're fine or not, they have to use their medical um know-how and their their skills that they've learned in school to determine if somebody is ultimately good or not. And mm-hmm. then I can't blame the coaches as much as the medical staff because they only mm. go off of what the medical staff medical tells staff them. But says, they exactly. they are responsible as well because just like everybody else, they saw that man we uh, being woozy and shaky when he got up from that hit. So saw they that. they saw that. So they have to use their better judgment and not allow him to go back into the game. Wins and losses aside. We're talking about a, a person. We're talking about a person here. And the coach, mm-hmm. while I do think he's remorseful, he has to have some accountability in this uh, in this situation yeah. as well. Yeah, because he, he said that – he said Monday after the game on Sunday was that if there was any red flag that popped up during the evaluation with the coach and the, unaffili- and the, and the, UN, the UNC, the unaffiliated neurological consultant, that's what that stands for. If there was mm-hmm. any red flag that they saw in that locker room, he would not have went back in that game and that they went above and beyond to ensure that Tua was good to go to come back for that second half. I can't believe that. I can't believe it either because, and this is, this is the thought that I had initially, as soon as he came back in the game and they made that statement on Monday, the thought that I had was they knew that they had a game on Thursday, right? Yes. So 
if he had to go through protocol, that's a five step, five day phase that you have to go through. Tua would have missed that Thursday game if he had to go through protocol. So I yes. think they didn't, they knew that that game was coming up on Thursday. They didn't want to lose Tua. Tua is a great guy. Of course, right. they didn't want to put him, right. No, right. They didn't want to put him through protocol, that five step right. protocol phase, and know that he was probably going to miss Thursday's game. And so that's a good point because I feel how how does he not even go into protocol? Um, I that, that's a good point, man. Because I wonder if they did have a Sunday game rather than a Thursday game, would they have at least put him in protocol I so that he can get have. the constant monitoring and evaluation rather than saying, "Oh shoot, we got a game third. And we don't know what was said we or done exactly. in the locker room. That's just speculation but, by me. But it, but that's a good that's a good point because. If it's a five-day protocol, at least they played on mm-hmm. Sunday. It's four days removed from Sunday to play on Thursday. He definitely would have missed a game, not even had a chance to play because he's mm-hmm. still in protocol. He wouldn't he's have been able to get evaluated. So that's a good point. I didn't think of that. I didn't so think now, of that at all. So now that now, of course, they didn't plan on him getting another concussion on Thursday. Of course, they didn't plan on that, right? Yeah. Um, Nobody but does. Now that concussion that he had, he wasn't healed from. Yeah. So now he gets slammed to the ground, which, to be honest, whenever I saw the tackle against the Bengals on Thursday, it wasn't anything that hasn't happened to me before that I haven't gotten a concussion from. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. when he got when he got tackled, when he got sacked, his back hit first and then his head hit the hit the ground. That's happened yeah, to me. But it, and I have if your brain is swollen from another exactly. concussion, the smallest exactly. hit of of that nature is gonna like. Put That's him in the, the position that he making. was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point I was going to make is that if he would have been in protocol, that second that second concussion, he, first of all, he wouldn't have been able to play, but that second right. concussion would have never happened to where he's in a fencing response where he's his body's locked up. And now yep. he has to be carted off and spend the rest of the night in the, in the hospital because y'all were negligent in the fact that he had a concussion initially. So now right. he's going to go through protocol now because why? They don't play today. They don't play right. for another 11 days. So he yep. can go through those five days of protocol, not practice and go through protocol safely and then come out six days removed to be able to practice and get ready for next Sunday, which is the night. Yep. So yep. I think, honestly, that that him going back in the game on Sunday and that response on Monday was planned because they knew they had a game on Thursday. They wanted him to play. And they knew they weren't going to have another game until, uh, until 11 days later. That's probably why that, that happened. Because, bro, like, phase one is rest. Phase two is gradual progress towards exercise. Phase three is increased exercise, but only cardio. Phase mm-hmm. four is the player can can do non-contact activities. And phase five is the physician has to clear him before mm-hmm. he can do physical activity. So if he's yeah. not cleared after that fifth phase, he has to go do phase five again. I got you. You see what I'm saying? So they didn't want him to miss Thursday, which is why they put him back in the game Sunday and released that statement on Monday. But now everybody is coming to it to where they're like, okay, the NFL PA is now in, in this shit now because it's one of their brothers. The Players mm-hmm. Association, they take they try their hardest to take care of the players. Yep. And now that UNC has been has been dismissed now or fired because the NPA was like, yo, they're not taking care of our brother. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they didn't see that hit on Sunday and say, okay, Tua does not need to come back in this game. So do even, you think any... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, ahead, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Now, even even if they didn't put even if they didn't put him through protocol, they at least should have took the proper steps to say, okay, 
he's not he 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 has a head injury, so mm-hmm. we have to at least say he's not coming back in this game, and then we'll re- we'll reevaluate tomorrow and re- and see and reassess if he needs to go through protocol. That's what they at least should have done on Sunday, right? But they right. didn't do that, so now they're like they're not taking care of our brother. We got to get him out of here. So now with all the heat on this situation, and we again, like I mentioned earlier, we know that, and you mentioned as well, we know that that. Um, neurologist, neuro, neurological doctor was dismissed. You think anybody else needs to be dismissed, suspended, fined in this situation? Um, I would say I don't. I don't. I think he really is the, because the the relationship between the UNC and the team doctor is that the team doctor is supposed to assess the player because he knows the player. He sees the player every single day. So if anything in his personality is different, he can give the UNC that insight like, hey, I understand that you don't know Tua, but I know him and he don't seem right right now. He's not himself. Mm-hmm. The UNC is there to say, okay, he's there to do additional steps to say, okay, he does have this brain trauma. He's showing a lot of different, he's showing a lot of side effects from a concussion. They're supposed to work together. So yep. if anybody else needs to be either fired or fined, it's the team doctor. Mm-hmm. Tua went through what he went through. He don't need no other repercussions. Right, but, right, right. And 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 um, <clears throat> excuse me. And Coach McDaniel, like you said, like you said earlier, he's only going off what the doctors say. So if anybody else needs to be reprimanded, it needs to be the team doctor. They already got the UNC up out of there. The team doctor yep. needs to take some responsibility for what happened to Tua as well. I believe. So I'm a bit different than you on this. What you I think. think- I think, uh, uh, along with your thoughts, I think the team doctor needs to be suspended, um, at least a game, maybe even mm-hmm. fined. Um, and I also think, I also think the coach needs to be. You think Mr. Um, needs to be fined as well? Suspended, or yeah, at least fined for a game mm-hmm. because <clears throat> we look at a sim. Let's let's take what happened Thursday out of the scenario, and let's mm-hmm. just say. To a, uh, that's a, that's a bad example. Let's say Martrez uh, Burfitt, and that's his name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 use his situation where he had that hit on um, Antonio Brown, on Antonio Brown, which we also can talk about that down the yeah, line as sure. well. Um, he was suspended. He was fined for negligence on the field, right? And True. that's that's and that's that's something that. I mean, we don't know what his true intent was. It looked like he intended to do that. Hold on, hold on. It looked like he intended to do that. But there are players that do not intend to do that, and they get fined, right? Mm -hmm. They get fined for it. So I'm saying what we are targeting, right? Mm -hmm. So and that's twenty five thousand dollars out of their check Mm -hmm. in most cases. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, if you're not going to suspend players. You need to hold the the parties off the field in these scenarios that Tua just had. You need to mm-hmm. hold them just as accountable as you holding the players accountable. Find their ass. And then you'll start to clean this stuff up to where mm-hmm. they're going to take a second guess. Like, well, hold on. This is money coming out of my pocket now. Let, let's make sure that he's good before he goes back out there. Because if mm-hmm. that happens, it, it, it's all when you want somebody to do what you need them to do, you mm-hmm. always mess with their paycheck. Agreed. Everybody knows that. Okay, Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So you, when you mess with somebody's money, you get their attention, and sure. that's what that's how I think this is fixed moving forward. Is mm-hmm. you start finding 
the personnel off the field that is in charge of this, just like you do the personnel on the field. Agreed. I, I agree with you. I agree with you to a certain extent on that. I just so going back to the Vontez Perfect thing, the targeting rule was created somewhat because of Vontez, because he had a history of targeting people. Mm-hmm. He had a history of doing that. So whenever he got fined, whenever he hit Antonio Brown, it was because he had a long history of these type of hits. Okay. So that's why he was fine. I don't. I, I think if it was the first offense, he wouldn't have been fine. Honestly, if he was the first well, offense, it wouldn't have been fine. But after that but, rule was made, for at least for a couple of years, individuals were fined for. And they're still being fine. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. Intent to do it or not, they were intent, being fine. Yeah, intent to yeah, intent to harm, they're being fine. I agree. Right. I agree. So well, what I'm saying, or not, they're being fine. Correct. Exactly. So what I'm saying is. At least for some years, if the NFL really wants to get this in in line, get this in check, as they have been trying to do with concussions for the last 10 years and Mm -hmm. trying to save the game of football because it was dying for a bit because parents didn't want their kids playing football because of the threat of concussion and ruining their lives down the line, which that is a Mm -hmm. real thing. But football isn't the only sport. Yeah, football isn't the only sport that that has that issue. if they want to get this in check, they need to start doing that. And so mm-hmm. the question then comes is, okay, well, if the NFL does it, how, if the NFL puts this in place, how does the leagues underneath the NFL? So college and high school sports put that into place that I don't have the answer to, but I know the NFL, they make a certain amount of dollars. If you start taking their money, it it makes them really take a look at what they're doing and who they're clearing and who they're not clearing and, and before they let people out on the field. For sure, for sure. And, I mean, just to kind of get my final thoughts on it, the this these two injuries call for serious concern for Tua's future because CTE, which is chronic traumatic, the last word I can't really pronounce, it, and, and syphopathy, I, don't, I can't pronounce it, but yeah, it's, yeah, I don't. C, it's CTE. That yeah. joint is scary because we've had major, like, rest in peace, Junior Seau. He had CT. Mm-hmm. He took his life because of it. And we talked about Luke Keekley in the in, you know back you know back in the first episode. We're talking about we're talking about um Man, talking about Tua, I'm at He ended his career early because of concussions. Right. He was an amazing linebacker for the Panthers and was crying on his retirement speech because he didn't want to leave, but mm-hmm. he felt but like he it was to. the best thing for his family because of the, the head trauma that he was getting and he was afraid of CTE. CTE has people like basically handicapped now because mm-hmm. of the head trauma and the, and the enlarging of the brain and they can't function. They forget things. It's like early onset dementia, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of, with CTE. So... And we t- just like you, you touched on Antonio Brown. This dude, ever since that hit from Vontez Perfect, right. been bugging out. Right. Been doing wild shit. And like, because right. I I pray for Tua because hopefully, you know, these things don't continue to happen to him. Of course, we don't wish it upon him. But the negligence that this that the coaches, the doctors, and even himself had with this injury mm-hmm. is is crazy. Like it, it it could cause some concern for his future, man, because these these head injuries ain't nothing to play with, man. Ain't nothing to play with. So coming from with. you, how how does the NFL fix this? How do they fix it moving <sighs> forward? Or how do they keep this, this from happening? 
down the line? They just have to be more careful, honestly, because it's really because you're you're taking the word the the biggest word that these doctors are are coming from. They the doctors need to be more careful, number one. But they mm-hmm. can't they they have to take the player's word with a grain of salt. Every no player is gonna want to not play. No player, especially if you're a player at the at the level of Tua or somebody like that, a starting quarterback in the NFL, no player is gonna want to feel like they let their brother die on the field. Mm-hmm. No player is going to want to do that. I was one of those guys. I'm pretty sure you yep. might have been one of those guys too. No player. Some so, people would so say that, not. Some people would say no. Well, <laughs> coach. <laughs> I was always hurt. Yeah, I was always hurt, man. <laughs> but man, you know, you know, you're my brother. I I wanted you to be healthy regardless of anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. but it's like the, the doctors can't take, the doctors have to be a lot more mindful of these injuries and keep these players off the field regardless of what they say. They're right. always going to want to play. They're never going to want to sit out. So the doctors have to be a lot more mindful and have to be a lot more careful in these situations. And they have to take the power from the player and the coaches to say he's not well. He, they have to do that. If they don't, these situations are always going to keep occurring because the coaches want the, the, coaches want the player out there and the player wants to be out there. Mm-hmm. If the doctors don't take control and take the reins of these situations, these things are always going to happen, man. And this has been an ongoing. What year did that? What year did that? Uh, that that Will Smith movie come out about CTE? You remember? Ooh, it had it to like, be over a decade ago at this point, right? It was like two thousand seven, uh, two thousand twelve. I'm about to go look at it. Hold on, because this was, and this is, and the problem had been, the problem had been before this concussion. Concussion came out in 2015, seven years ago. And the problem has been going on well before this. Mm-hmm. Well before this, bro. Like, Junior Seau retired over a decade ago. Yeah. And he was having issues with CTE. Like, there's so many players. So many players have retired early. There was a kid. I can't, I can't remember his name for nothing in this world. But he left the NFL after his third year because he was afraid of CTE. His, his rookie year. I know you're talking about. I don't remember his oh, name either. It was his, it was, it was well, his rookie it, year. We might be talking about. We might be talking about a different person. I think we might be talking about the same but, person. But was he it a was a player, or a linebacker. Or yes, yeah. fullback. There you go. He, mm-hmm. it, okay, yeah. So he left after his rookie year. His rookie. Year. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. He was afraid. I'm gonna look of, his he was name afraid up of concussions. Now. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, this this it's a scary thing, man. Because I've had concussions in my life. I've been knocked mm-hmm. out before, mm-hmm. and. The crazy thing is, is whenever I was, when me and me and D'Lo were playing football, the CTE situation wasn't as followed or studied as much. So whenever right. I got knocked out, I played the next Saturday and probably right. shouldn't have. Right. But the thing so is, you like, played the next Saturday. That's that's a whole that's week a, away. That's a whole he week away. True. Four days true. after. But if there was if there was a protocol and I didn't pass that fifth phase, I probably right. You wouldn't play. Right. Exactly. But there was exactly. there was no protocol. Back in the day, none. Right. They were like, "Hey, you good? Shake your head a little right. bit. Throw some, th- yeah. put some dirt on it. Rub some cast on wall on it. You how good? Many, how many things I got up? Uh, is, right. Oh, you you said you said four, but I only got up two. You good? Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, yeah. It. You're they right. They just let you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, but but a lot of that comes from the player too. That was that education the back then too, though. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot just of that educated. came from me just wanting to be out there. I didn't want to let my boys down. I didn't want to let my brothers down. So right. The, but the like I said, the doctors have to take the reins on this and say he's not well, Coach. Tua, you're not mm-hmm. good, bro. I don't care what you say, you're not well. You have to. You can't go back in this game. We're holding you out right. for the rest of this game. 
They right. have to take the doctors have to take the reins, and if they do, things will get better. Things they have to be yep. a little bit more mindful of these situations. But until then, these two situations gonna keep happening. Yeah, yeah. I think football is a, is a violent sport. Um, injuries will happen, mm-hmm. um, but we have to make sure that we're taking care of those players that uh, have these type of head injuries because um, we we all love football. Um, and but if we continue to have parties that neglect to treat these players how they should be treated after mm-hmm. having a head injury, then um, we're going to see, as I mentioned earlier, the sport die. Because parents are not going to allow their kids to play football, thinking of their future, whether the kid wants to play it or not. And so until we can get a grasp on how to handle this or until the NFL gets a grasp on how to handle this, because they're the ones that we all watch on Sundays, then, you know, we're just we're just going to watch the sport die. Yeah, great. And it's it is funny just just to make this comment. I, I know you watched the Hot ninety seven with Mikey Williams. Mikey said basketball mm-hmm. wasn't even his first sport. Football was, but he was football like, go was. to the NFL. He said, go to the NFL is crazy. I would never. Yep. He said, I would never go to the NFL because it's so violent, right? He said, I would never do he, it. He also said that, and we we're done. We he also yeah. said that basketball players were smarter than football players because football players are only a football players all they have to use is their athleticism you could easily say the same thing for basketball facts easily i didn't okay, hear him say I mean, that i must have listen, just we, <laughs> yeah listen we love lebron and lebron is probably the high one of the, according to what people around the league say he's probably one of the highest iq players in but his athleticism history. his athleticism definitely helps him a ton it helps him you know what I mean? Man, so yeah. yeah, I mean, we we went off topic with that last part as far as yeah. concluding it with concussions, but yeah, I mean, hey, Mikey, I hope you watched this, man. You was wrong for that. <laughs> you was wrong for that, my boy. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. But yeah, so th- that concludes another episode of Par and My Wisdom, episode five. Man, we are a month in this five. thing. Five of them things, man. Yeah, and as always, Sticks, man, I'll wrap this up by saying I appreciate you, dog. I always appreciate your perspective on the topics that we talk about. And as we continue to grow, I hope that we continue to have these conversations just as we're having them now and entertain the people with topics that they want to hear us talk about. For sure, man. You know, it's always love, man. I love you, man. And um, we're going to keep this thing rolling for the people and for number one for ourselves, man, because it gives us an opportunity to keep in touch with each other, man. And I love that. For you sure. Know what I'm I love that. The, yep. the podcast has given us a, a, an avenue to just keep the relationship strong between us, keep the brotherhood strong between us, man. And I, and I appreciate you for, like I said, like you said, for your, for your insight on the topics, as well as, you know, going on this journey with me, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So with that being said, we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Good. <laughs>